Thanksgiving is just around the corner, which means it's time to come up with a plan for how we're going to feed all those folks. Does that make you excited or make you feel stressed? Today I've got some tips and strategies that can help make your Thanksgiving meal a little bit less stressful and maybe a little bit more fun. That's on today's episode of Cooking with Kibby. Cooking, cooking with Kibby. We'll make some yummy food. Cooking, cooking with Kibby. Yeah, um, something that rhymes with food. So put on an apron and grab you a knife. You're gonna have the time of your life. Cooking and cutting and chopping and mixing and stirring and cooking and cutting and stuff. Cooking, cooking with Kibby. Cause Kibby's your cooking dude. Well, hello and welcome to the Cooking with Kibby podcast. My name is Chef Kibby, and Cooking with Kibby is here to get you and your family back in the kitchen cooking and eating together because I'm a firm believer that life is better when we're cooking together. Thank you so much for subscribing to the podcast. If you haven't done so already, what are you waiting for? Hit the subscribe button. And you can also find me on cookingwithkibby.com. You can find me on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. Sorry, no Snapchat. I have a confession to make. I do admit that it's been a few weeks since the last time I published an episode of the Cooking with Kibby podcast, I do apologize for that. I've kind of fallen off the wagon a little bit. And so when I saw on the calendar that November had rolled over and Thanksgiving was just around the corner, I thought no better time to get back on this Cooking with Kibby podcast thing than to share my thoughts and feelings about Thanksgiving. I don't know about you, but in the uh, the Kibbe family, Thanksgiving is a very important occasion. It is a time where extended family get together. Much of my extended family have moved to separate parts of the country, and this is one of those few occasions where everybody kind of makes it a priority to get back together, to make it back to the old farmhouse in northern Ohio. Aunts and uncles and cousins and, and nieces and nephews and all that good stuff We make it a priority to get back together and share in an amazing meal, a few bottles of wine, and just have a wonderful time of fellowship together. But I tell you, there's one thing that can really hinder your ability to enjoy a holiday like this, and that is the stress and anxiety that comes with putting together a large meal for a large number of people. Having been a professional chef and also a caterer for many years, I've picked up a few things over the years that I've been able to implement in my own strategy in preparing a meal plan for Thanksgiving that I would like to share with you here in this episode. Now, before we go any further, I just want to make clear to you that this is not going to be a podcast where I'm just sharing recipes. There will come a time when I will share a few of my favorite Thanksgiving recipes, and I'll let you know how you can find those at the end of this episode. But until then, I thought it would be a little bit more practical to instead share with you some general strategies that go into planning a Thanksgiving meal. Now, you might be thinking because I'm a certified chef and I teach at a culinary school and all this that I don't need to walk into Thanksgiving with a plan, do I? Doesn't a chef just walk into the kitchen and, you know, the food just magically comes together or they can just do it off the top of their head? And I would say the opposite is very much the case. I think a good chef is one that knows how to put together a very thorough and well-thought-out strategy of executing a well-thought-out meal. 
A good chef is someone who knows how to put together a good plan. And so here are a few of the strategies that I use when putting together a plan for my Thanksgiving meal. One of the first things to consider is, of course, how many people are you feeding? It's good to know a general idea of how many people are going to be showing up because you'll be using that information to determine how much of each dish to make for your meal. Generally speaking, around Thanksgiving, we tend to think of proteins like a roasted turkey and maybe a baked ham. But how much of each of those things do you make? Well, with most proteins, I generally want to plan about a third of a pound per person pre-cook weight. So when you're purchasing it at the grocery store, the supermarket, whatever the case may be, you generally want to go for about a third of a pound of that protein per person. Now, a third of a pound may seem like a lot of meat, and it can be, but you also want to consider that when you cook proteins, whether it be turkey or ham or beef or pork, some of that weight is going to be lost during the cooking process. It is either fat or oils that are rendered out or the juices that are evaporated or will kind of leach out of the protein during that cooking process. When you purchase that at the grocery store as a third of a pound per person, after you cook it, it's going to end up closer to maybe a quarter of a pound per person. Now, turkey is a little bit different because when you're purchasing a whole turkey at the grocery store, you also have to factor in some of the weight of that bird is with the bones and other inedible parts of the bird. And so with regards to a Thanksgiving turkey, you may want to factor a little bit more, maybe closer to a half a pound per person pre-cook weight. A 20-pound bird would be enough to feed, let's say, 10 to 12 people generally speaking. Again, with everything on Thanksgiving, it's always good to err on the side of caution. It's better to have a little bit too much than not enough, because if you're anything like me, I love me some Thanksgiving leftovers. Alright, so that's the protein, and we also have other side dishes that go along with the proteins. Oftentimes, you're gonna have some sort of a, a starch. Generally, you have things like stuffing or dressing. If it's on the side, it's dressing. If it's inside the bird, it's stuffing. Maybe some mashed potatoes or mashed sweet potatoes, dinner rolls, and then you'll have your vegetable dishes, maybe green bean casserole or roasted veggies, maybe a fruit platter, some cranberry sauce. How much of each of those dishes do you wanna factor in? I generally go with about a quarter of a pound per person, about four ounces per person of starches and vegetables. Now, that being said, if you know that you're going to have other people bringing side dishes as well, you can maybe get away with a little bit less because, you know, sometimes you have a Thanksgiving spread where you have four or five or maybe six different veggie items there. Chances are each person is not going to walk down that line and pick up four ounces of each of those dishes. But again, better to have too much than not enough. Dinner rolls, maybe one and a half to two per person. Again, you're going to want some of those dinner rolls for the next day to make those uh, delicious Thanksgiving leftover sandwiches, which are amazing. So we've got the number of people we're serving. We have the quantities of the different dishes that we want to make. Now let's talk about preparation types because this is one of those areas that can get a little bit tricky and can really cause some problems if you're not accurately planning ahead. Now let me know if this has ever happened to you. You've planned a delicious meal of roasted chicken and vegetables and house-made rolls and then you realize you have three different dishes, all of them going into the same oven that take 
completely different time frames and all go at, d at different temperatures. Has that ever happened to you? I know it's happened to me. In fact, now that I'm thinking about it, my family, we love Aldi. It's a great store. Every now and then we get their ready-to-bake pizzas. But I have a thing about Aldi's ready-to-bake pizzas. They're delicious, don't get me wrong, and a lot of times we'll doctor them up and add different things to them to, to make it our own. But you look at the cooking instructions on the bottom of the box, and chances are, if you pick up three different pizzas, all of them generally the same size and shape, you look at the cooking instructions and one of them is eight to 10 minutes at 400. The next one is 10 to 12 minutes at 375. <laughs> and then the third one is 15 to 18 minutes at 350 degrees. Now, how am I supposed to cook these three pizzas at the same time when each of them is taking different time frames and each of them are being cooked at different temperatures? It's it's frustrating. Maybe you've experienced that yourself, but that's part of the planning process when getting ready for Thanksgiving, is considering the type of equipment you have and letting that help to determine the dishes that you're planning to make so that you don't put yourself in a situation where you're overloading the oven with too many different dishes that could really use to be cooked at different temperatures. As an example, the turkey, you could roast it in the oven, but there's a lot of other things that would be a better use for the oven than the turkey, when you could put the turkey in a countertop roaster. And then you have the oven wide open to use for any number of different things, whether it be your dressing, your rolls, a casserole, things of that nature, which generally speaking will all be cooking at around the same temperature. And then you have you know, stovetop items like your mashed potatoes, steamed vegetables, making your own cranberry sauce can be done on the stovetop as well. And then also factor in cold items. Not everything on your Thanksgiving spread has to be a hot item. You could factor in some cold items as well. Which brings me to the next point of understanding the timing of everything. I've often said in my videos and in my hands-on kitchen sessions when I have people here in the room cooking and eating together with me that it's good to start with the end in mind. That's one of my cardinal rules in the kitchen. Start with the end in mind. Understanding the timing of the different dishes and wanting to have everything finish up at the same time. Fully realizing that some dishes will take 10 to 15 minutes to finish cooking, whereas others, like the turkey, may take several hours. And so having a general understanding of how long each dish takes to make, and then working backwards to determine when to get certain parts of the process started. Now, another thing to keep in mind is figuring out how much of each dish can be done ahead of time. You don't necessarily have to do everything on Thursday morning. I can tell you from experience that I don't do everything on Thursday morning. There are many parts of the food preparation process that can be begun on Wednesday or maybe even Tuesday of Thanksgiving week. And so understanding the different stages of the process with each of your dishes and figuring out what parts of the process can be done on Tuesday and Wednesday so that Thursday you're not putting everything off until the last minute. Things like chopping and slicing and dicing of different vegetables, making sure that you're thawing out the turkey with plenty of time for it to be thawed by the time it needs to be getting into the roaster, and of course giving yourself an opportunity to season the bird at least a day or two in advance so that that salt has an opportunity to penetrate the skin of the bird and really create some great flavor. Another thing to consider is how you can delegate different tasks in the process, whether it be the day or two leading up to Thanksgiving or on Thanksgiving morning itself. I make it a habit of looking for opportunities to include my kiddos in the process of making food, and I am constantly surprised at their ability 
ability to handle different tasks, whether it be you know cracking eggs or peeling or washing vegetables, and even a little bit of slicing and dicing here or there. Don't feel like in order to be successful on Thanksgiving morning that you have to do all the food preparation yourself. Look around you. Look at your family. Look at your kiddos. Look at your aunts and uncles and cousins that are going to be there, and think about what tasks in the food preparation process can be delegated out. One last note about putting together a plan, this is something that a lot of home cooks struggle with, is this idea that in order to have a delicious Thanksgiving meal, everything has to be done from scratch. Now, I will say in many cases, making things from scratch is preferred, but I want you to understand something. There's no such thing as cheating when it comes to preparing food for large groups of people. There are many wonderful convenience products that you can utilize that taste just as good, maybe even better than preparing it yourself that can help to ease some of the stress and anxiety of Thanksgiving food preparation without having to sacrifice on flavor. Perfect example of this is just a week or two ago, I was doing a catered event where we had to do mashed sweet potatoes. And I found a great product from Gordon Food Service. It was a pre-made mashed sweet potato. I took it out of the package and I did some doctoring to it to make it my own. But having that mashed sweet potato product made it so much more convenient to make a large quantity of it for a large group of people. Sometimes we just don't have the equipment or the space in order to make large amounts of boiled potatoes or sweet potatoes or whatever the case may be. That's just one example. Stuffing from a bag, uh, cranberry sauce. I mean, people love canned cranberry sauce, although... I do have a great recipe for homemade cranberry sauce that I will share. Pre-made dinner rolls that you just warm through. There's nothing wrong with that. Here's the thing to consider. What is worse? Using a convenience product in order to get a delicious meal on the table or cheating yourself out of the opportunity to have an enjoyable time of fellowship with your family and friends? I would say that it would be more important to me as a son, as a husband, as a father, as a soon-to-be uncle and as a, as a cousin, when all my family is together with me at Thanksgiving, I think it's more important that I have an enjoyable time with them than it is for me to have, say, the, the pride of having peeled and boiled my own potatoes. There are certain things that we can do without if it means having something that's even more important and more valuable, and that's having an enjoyable time of fellowship with the people that we love in this time of Thanksgiving. So those are some tips and strategies that can make your planning and preparation process for this Thanksgiving meal a more successful, more enjoyable time. First of all, come up with a plan. It's good to go in with a plan, to have a timeline in place, to have a grocery list set aside, to know what dishes you're going to be preparing, how much of each dish you're going to prepare, what different types of equipment you're going to be using in order to prepare these dishes the timing involved in preparing them, not only the day of, but also in the days leading up to Thanksgiving. Knowing who can be delegated the different tasks in the food preparation process, and then looking for opportunities where you can take advantage of certain convenience products 
in order to not cheat yourself on the opportunity of having an enjoyable time of fellowship with those you love. I had mentioned at the top of the show that I do have a few recipes that are kind of some different go-to recipes for different items on the Thanksgiving table. And if you want to know about what those dishes are, I am planning on sharing those recipes in my blog, which you can find at cookingwithkibby.com forward slash blog. You'll be able to go there and find a list of some of those recipes and hopefully you will try them and add them into your repertoire, if you're speaking French, of some different things that you can bring to your Thanksgiving table. But most importantly, it is my sincere hope and prayer for each and every one of you listening to this program that you have an absolutely wonderful time this Thanksgiving. As I look back on the past year and all the things that God has done in my life and in the life of my business, in the life of my family, I cannot begin to say how tremendously blessed I am to be in the position that I am in right now, to have a voice and an opportunity to share the experiences and the knowledge that I have received, that I've been blessed with over these years as a professional chef and as a home cook and as a dad, to share those tips and techniques and strategies with you in the hopes that you and your family will be spending more time cooking and eating together because I sincerely believe that your lives will be better when we're cooking together. To you and yours, have a wonderful and blessed Thanksgiving. And until next time, I'll see you in the kitchen. Thank you so much for listening. Hey, if you like what you hear, do me a favor and leave a review wherever it is you're listening to this podcast. It goes a long way to help me get my voice into more earbuds so that more folks will experience the joy of home cooking. Be sure to visit cookingwithkibby.com to sign up for my mailing list, read my latest blog post, watch my newest video, and to find other resources that will help you and your family live a better life through the shared act of cooking and eating together. Again, that website is cookingwithkibby.com. You can also find me on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. Sorry, no Snapchat. Until next time, I'll see you in the kitchen. Cooking, cooking with Kibby. I'm going to have to edit that uh, belch out of uh, in post-production. You watching this live, you, you got to hear that, so good for you.